Welcome to another episode of the First Time Bible Teacher Podcast, the podcast designed to help people teach the Bible, starting with the very basics. Today's episode is about commanding an audience. We can have the best things to say, but if our delivery tells people they don't need to pay attention, they probably won't, and it won't do the good that it's capable of. So today we explore how you can show your audience that they should listen to you through your delivery methods. Pastors can be very afraid to call Bible teaching a performance, which is interesting because in many ways, Bible teaching is exactly a performance. It's not a performance in the sense that we are going up and teaching so that we can heap some kind of accolades or awards or praise on ourselves. In that sense, I get why we're very hesitant to call Bible teaching a performance, but in many ways, we're doing exactly what stand-up comedians do. We're going onto a stage, we're grabbing a microphone by ourselves, and we are going to be the one presenting the content for the morning or the evening or whenever your group happens to be meeting. We are just going up and presenting things. We are public speakers when we go up and teach the Bible. And so because of that, we better use the tools of the trade well. There are all sorts of methods that speakers of all kinds use to draw their audiences in. And if there are things that we can learn from the methods they use to help make Bible teaching more effective, then we should absolutely use those things. Much of what you're going to say that your audience is going to remember is nonverbal. They're going to remember the confidence that you had as you spoke, or particularly the lack of confidence that you had when you spoke. They're going to remember if you got lost at some point and you started just sweating and getting scared and stuttering over yourself. Like They're going to remember those things. And you didn't mean to say them. You definitely were not in your preparation thinking, you know, it would be really great if I just totally lost where I was going. Like You weren't doing that. But you will communicate that extremely powerfully through nonverbal cues. We are communicators when we teach the Bible. And that doesn't just include our words, which we've talked a lot about on this podcast. That includes our presentation with our bodies, with everything we are. Everything that we are presenting to the people is a part of our Bible teaching. And so we need to be very careful about how we do that. Now, A lot of the other episodes have been about structuring a message or interpreting a passage or particularly about the heart that a Bible teacher should have. This episode kind of skews the other way. This is more about public speaking tips and things that you can employ that aren't necessarily spiritual ideas, but are more just practical things regarding teaching and speaking in front of people in general. Mainly, that confidence is key. We want to command audiences so that they will listen to the Bible, and that means we need to display a confidence in the Bible. We want to be confident teachers. You can tell the difference. When someone walks onto the stage and they're like, well, I you know, think I have something to share and I just want to kind of open up to you guys, I'm already only half in on that guy. Before they've said anything about what their content is going to be, just the fact that they haven't come up and really taken command and 
run with the room, I'm already not super in on that person. Whereas someone who comes in and they are very confident from moment one, they say, here is where we are going. I listen to that person. I go, yeah, that's where we're going. I'm ready to go there with you. I'm excited for that. Confidence is key when it comes to commanding a room. I remember listening to a Steve Martin interview when he was talking about his stand-up comedy back in the 70s. And he talked about how he felt it was so important for all of his jokes to be sitting on what he called just a mountain of confidence. And he said that in the beginning, he didn't have that. So he decided to just fake confidence. He was like, even if I don't really think this is 100% going to work, I'm going to deliver it like I absolutely believe this is going to work. That is a good thing for Bible teachers to hang on to. It's easy to go up and wonder, I don't know if this message is going to vibe with these people. I don't know if they're going to make the connection that I'm hoping they make. You are not there to get the vibe from your audience. You're there to give the vibe to your audience. You should be the one setting the energy level in the room. You are the one that's taking charge and lead with that. You're not there just to wait and respond to what the people show you. You are there to lead the people in a different direction. Sometimes that means we're just going to have to go up there and say, I am going to speak this confidently, even if I don't feel it. Trust me, developing teaching confidence is hard. Developing teaching confidence takes time. And there are going to be many moments where you are not going to teach from a confidence that you have in yourself, but just from faith. Just from, I believe that, Lord, you're going to do something. And I'm in to figure that out along the way. For right now, I'm going to speak this with all the confidence and faith that I can possibly muster because, Lord, I just, I believe you. I think you're going to do something. So it's okay to teach that way. You know, you don't need to go up there convinced in yourself, but go up there convinced in everything you're about to say. Make sure that every verse, every point, every word is something you really genuinely believe, because if you do that, it will make preaching from confidence a lot easier. When you're trying to develop this confidence, there's one tip that I found that's been super helpful, and it's listening back to my own messages. Because a lot of times what we do is we go up, we teach the Bible, we kind of have an idea of how we think it went, we kind of think we know where things went well and where things went wrong, and we have all of these different thoughts kind of floating in our heads at the same time, but we never actually go back and check. We never actually listen back to, so how did that actually go? When you're just trying to remember what you taught in the moment, you're filtering it through all of the emotions you felt while you were saying it. Because teaching can be very emotional. You're thinking through so many different things. You're reacting to so many different people and so many different thoughts going on. Like Just because you're jumbled doesn't mean it came out jumbled. Or just because you were mentally clear doesn't mean it came out mentally clear. Take a tip from sports. They watch the film afterwards. They always say, tape don't lie. Like Film never lies to you. When you listen back to yourself, that's what your message was really like. And that can help you develop the areas that you need to develop to be able to command a room well. It can show you the things you're doing really well, and it can show you the things you're doing really poorly. You are going to hate yourself the first time you listen back. You're going to do the whole, is that what my voice really sounds like? Yes, it is. That's exactly what you sound like. You just have never known it before, 
But the more information you have, the more likely you are to keep growing. So listen back, learn those different things, take that time to develop that confidence because confidence will come from knowing what you're actually doing. So take that time, listen back to yourself, what's good, what's bad, what flowed, what didn't flow, all of that helps create a more confident teacher. Now there are some things that you should just flat out avoid before we get into some practical tips. First thing to avoid, there's four things I have here. First thing to avoid, don't slow play into your message. Don't go up there and kind of say, yeah, you know, I, I like this passage. I think it's kind of cool. So let's just sort of talk about it a little bit. Don't slow play. Just go in, know your first sentence, say it with confidence, say it deliberately. Boom, you're in. Just show people I know where we're going. If you can show people that from sentence one, they are a lot more likely to listen to sentence two. And that makes them more likely to follow you through the rest of the message. So don't slow play into it. Show everyone you know where you're going. Second thing to avoid. Don't apologize along the way. There are going to be moments where you lose your place in your notes where you forget exactly what verse you're on, where you get a little bit lost and a little jumbled about the ideas that you're about to share. Most people don't know that. Most people are not aware that you are lost on the page of your notes, that you are not 100% confident what verse comes next. Don't make them aware of that. Don't tell them, oh, I'm really sorry. I'm just, where's my place again? Don't tell people what you're sorry for. Just keep going. Most people will overlook the things that you did wrong in part because they'll never know if you don't bring it to their attention. So don't apologize along the way. Confidently keep moving forward. Third thing, don't be scared of eye contact. There will be times where you are teaching and you are scanning the room a little bit, and your eyes are moving around, and you lock eyes with someone, and they are giving you like really intense eye contact. And they're like, yes, I am ready for every word you're about to say. And it can unnerve you if you're not really ready for that. Don't be afraid of that. That means they're listening. That means they're in. That means they're locked into what you're saying. Win the eye contact battle. You know, Look right back at them. Hold eye contact with them for three to four seconds and then bounce on to the next person. Don't be afraid of the fact that people are trying to look you in the eye. That normally means they're interested in what you have to say to them. Draw the energy from those people. Be excited that those people are there and listening to you and give them that. When you are making eye contact with people, you are help showing them, I am aware of what you are doing right now. I'm aware of you in this whole room filled with people. I am interested in you. You can do that just through eye contact. That's something you never have to say. You don't have to point at them. I specifically don't point at them. That's probably just a good principle about life in general. Just the less you point at people, the better. Don't be afraid of showing them, hey, I'm still interested in you, even if I'm not pointing at you, just because of the eye contact we're making. Don't be scared of that. And then fourth... Don't fidget your way through the whole message. Don't play around with the name tag that you're wearing or the button that's on your shirt or anything else. Just don't get caught up in that. Just stand there confidently. If you're going to walk around, walk around deliberately. 
Don't just wander back and forth and kind of pace around during your message. If you're not walking on purpose to try to break up the monotony of the message, don't walk around. Just plant your feet. Stay confident. Stay grounded. Don't make hand motions just because you want to make hand motions. Make them deliberately. Make them confidently. If you spend your whole message just fidgeting around, people will start paying attention to that instead of your words. So be very careful about that. A few closing tips, and these are some things we kind of hit along the way. When it comes to body language, it is huge. Your body language will say so much about your teaching. Stand confidently. Don't hunch over the podium. Don't be looking down the whole time. Stand as straight up as you can possibly get and look people in the eyes. It will show people that you really believe in what you're saying. It will show people that you really care about them. If you're just hunched over your notes the whole time, people will think you are just interested in your notes. Whereas if you are standing confident and you are looking people in the eye, they will think you're interested in them. And we know that as teachers, we are interested in our people. We want them to know how much we care for them. We'll stand confidently and show them that. We talked a little bit about the introduction, knowing your first sentence, being able to say it slowly and deliberately and confidently. Remember to do that in your introduction. Your introduction is when you're proving to people that you can come along for this ride and it's going to be okay. So be confident. Show that to people right from the beginning. Show them by your very presence in the room, by the fact that you're not a slave to your notes, you're not a slave to making sure you say everything just exactly right. Show them by your awareness of where everyone is that you are right there with them. When you do that, they're more likely to come along because they're not just coming along for a study, they're coming along with a person. And that's the whole idea. Ultimately, we want to command a room to remember the purpose. We're not trying to command rooms so that we feel good about ourselves. We're trying to command rooms so that those rooms will hear about the gospel, so that they will hear about the word of God. Whatever we can do to help people listen to the Bible is a good thing. And doing these things well, they're not so that we can think of ourselves as better people. This is something that teachers really struggle with. Their whole identity gets wrapped up in their teaching ability, and that is not a healthy thing. These things are tools we use to be more effective in our ministries. And when you can separate, this is about being effective for the gospel versus this is about who I am as a person, then you can start seeing these things for what they are. They're just tools so that we can help build up people, we can help build up the kingdom, and each one of our teachings can become more effective. Thank you so much for listening to another episode of the First Time Bible Teacher Podcast. This last week was 500 week for us. We broke 500 Instagram followers and the 500 total download mark. So thank you so much for your support. On Instagram, we're just at First Time Bible Teacher. You'll find episode art, updates about the podcast, and links to other helpful resources. If you like what you're hearing, please take some time and write a review or give a rating. It really helps get the word out. Remember, we're on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts. We're on Spotify and Stitcher. Thanks again so much for listening. We'll see you next time.